Hey guys, and welcome back to the Called to Lead podcast. So today I am really excited to be starting a new series where I'm going to be integrating some of the episodes that were featured on my very first podcast called the Stories of Light podcast. And what's neat about podcasts is they never go anywhere, but I realized that now that I'm eight months into this podcast and I have a lot of new listeners. We just had a record month and I realized that a lot of people might not have found or connected with some of those incredible stories of network marketing leaders and mentors who have really done some amazing things in their business. But the coolest part is they attribute all of that success to their walk with the Lord. And so I want to start bringing some of those episodes back. And my word of the year is actually integrate. I know it's kind of a nerdy one. You've probably heard me say that before. But what's really neat is I can integrate the love and the time and the incredible stories that were shared on the Stories of Light podcast right here on this podcast. So this is going to be the first one that I'm going to share, and it is the lovely Dara Laporta. She is a top leader who's been in her company for, I think it's eight and a half years now, Beachbody, who I believe actually just rebranded and changed their name to Body. So I recorded this about a year ago, so I know that things have been updated and changed just a little bit, but the principles that Dara shares and talks about are something that absolutely have had a major impact on my life and my business in the year or so that I have heard them. So I hope that they impact your life today. So get excited for today's episode and hearing Dara's story of how she built a massive team, but really chose to embrace her pace and how that changes along the journey in this network marketing business. So Can't wait for y'all to hear from Dara, and let's get into today's episode. Are you dreaming of making a long-term income and impact beyond your own efforts, but feel like you're struggling to replicate your results? I'm Heather, a former burned-out boutique owner turned top network marketing leader, and I've learned the hard way that you don't have to do all the things all on your own. Now, my passion is helping social sellers scale their business by choosing faith over fear and using simple, duplicatable systems without having to sell your soul to social media. I'm so excited to share with you simple tips, tricks, and tools to help you take your business to the next level. In each episode, I'll share faith-focused wisdom, proven systems that your team can duplicate, and inspiring stories from other leaders who have been right where you are today. Are you ready to grow your team, find joy and fulfillment, and feel free? Break out your favorite pen and notebook, and let's dive in. Okay, so I am so thrilled to introduce you guys to someone who I just recently met, Miss Dara Laporta. She actually spoke in one of the amazing weekly messages from the She Works His Way community. Many of you guys might have heard the Michelle Myers podcast interview that I did a couple of episodes back. And I have just loved getting plugged into the She Works His Way community and a bright and shining light that has been such an inspiration in my life, especially over the last month, was the story of Adara that you guys are going to hear today. She is a mama. She is a top leader in a fitness company. And I know you're going to hear a little bit more about it, but be prepared to just be inspired by her story and the wisdom that, like I said, has already made such an impact on me. So Dara, thank you for being here and sharing your story. Thank you for having me. Yay. So for the people listening that might not know about you, tell us about yourself. Tell us where you are, where you live now, where you're from, your family, all the good stuff. 
Awesome. I was born in Tampa, Florida, and I still live here. I moved away when I went to college. I went to the University of Florida in Gainesville and pretty much got married, moved around a little bit with my husband. He was playing professional baseball at the time. But ultimately, this has always been home to me and I hope always will be, God willing. But I grew up in Tampa, Florida. My dad is a pastor here and I had a really wonderful childhood. I love being from Florida. I love being outside and I had really wonderful parents and I just had a really idyllic childhood. Oh, I love that. I'm sure that you did. And what a blessing to grow up with a pastor as a dad, although I'm sure that wasn't always, <laughs> wasn't yeah. always easy, but how cool that you have stayed and stayed close to your family that haven't really strayed too far away. You're not too far from me. I'm in Georgia. So just step the way a bit. So obviously growing up with your dad being a pastor, you know, I'm sure that religion and church and everything has been something that's been a part of your lifestyle from the very beginning. But walk us through that basic journey. What did it look like? And when did you come to know the Lord? I really am one of those people that I don't remember a date. I don't remember a time when I didn't love Jesus, even if it was just saying it because I was little. It was just always a part of me. It's always been a part of me. And I'm so grateful for that. I know not everyone has that. And I did. And just grateful that I stayed within that faith even, you know, all through high school, all through college. And I know that's not always the case either. But there was never another way to me. I wanted to be at church with my friend. My church was a kind of place where you heard the gospel, but you also had fun at. So I loved being at church growing up. Again, it's all I knew, but I had several opportunities, as we all do, to walk away and make different life choices. And that just, those weren't an option for me. I love that. And I think that's an example of that amazing generational blessing of your family and them likely being strong in their faith for so long that it was just natural for you to fit into that. I know that that is what I hope and pray for my children. Yes, <laughs> Not that too. <laughs> that's, that's what we just hope for. So that's amazing that you've been able to live that. And then now bring that light and example to so many through the business of network marketing. So tell me the backstory. I know you've been with your company for a while, but what did you do prior to discovering Beachbody or network marketing company that you're with now? So I started Beachbody seven and a half years ago, but I feel like my journey to Beachbody probably started in 2006, which is when I graduated from the University of Florida. I was an athlete there. I was a track and field athlete. I was a pole vaulter of all things. Um, pretty random, but that's what I did. And it was so neat to be a part of that team. It was so neat to be part of Gator Nation and get to be part of such an incredible athletics program. And my whole life, I had checked the boxes. I went to high school, I went to college, and then it was okay, time to start real life. And I felt ready. I really, though, severely underestimated what that loss of being a part of a team, of oh, being wow. called an athlete, was going to do to my identity. I didn't mm -hmm. even realize how much of my identity was wrapped up in that until I didn't have it anymore. Then couple that with shortly after college, my husband and I got married. Again, he played professional baseball. So we started moving around a lot, which really gave me no opportunity to have much of a career. I wasn't in network marketing yet. So I, like, I wasn't in any place long enough to have even like a job at the mall. I really just 
followed him around all over the country without anything for me. And so again, just another part of my identity was just now wrapped up in him and not in me. You know, I really started losing myself big time. Then I got pregnant. All I had ever wanted to do was be a mom. That's it. I never had big career goals, which is, you're not even supposed to say that anymore, right? But that was all I wanted. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. So when I got pregnant and had my first baby, I was like, oh, this will fill all these empty places in me. You know, this now is my identity. Two years later, I had twin boys. And again, on paper, I had a really wonderful life. My husband was playing baseball. I had three perfect little babies, but I had never felt so lost as a person. And that really scared me because again, all I had ever wanted to do was be a mom. So to then get there and realize this isn't working, this is not making me feel the way I thought it would feel, then started all kinds of guilt. You know, like I wasn't visibly distraught or depressed, but looking back again, you don't realize how bad a place you were in until you're kind of out of it. Mm -hmm. Looking back, I can just realize I was so not myself. So this, I think, kind of epitomizes it. I remember feeling like my best days were behind me. Up until that point, being at the University of Florida and an athlete there, like that felt the glory days. That felt like the highlight I felt when I was there. Like I had influence. I was being who God had called me to be. And I didn't feel like that girl anymore. And I didn't think I could be that girl anymore. I was just like, well, this is just who I am now. This is just what my life is now. And I realized that attitude was not the right frame of mind. That's not who I was. And so I knew I had to do something to get back to me. And that always came back to fitness for me. Again, being an athlete and like, as a mom of three babies, I had three kids, two years old and under. I didn't feel good at anything anymore. You know, I felt Mm. like all I knew how to do was pump milk and (laughs) babies and do dishes. Like I hadn't been in a situation. And again, even before babies, because I was just following that around where I was using my gifts and talents. So it's like I was in a place where I couldn't even remember what I was good at anymore. But fitness was always what I was good at, being an athlete. And so I had heard about Beachbody is the company I'm with. I had heard about Beachbody for years and was never willing to try it, never ready to try it. I felt like because of my athletic background, because I had been a personal trainer before, I was like above it and I was too good for it. <laughs> and it would be like super embarrassing to do that weird infomercial workout. But with three kids, two years old and under, I didn't really have many options. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to buckle everyone up and go to the gym. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this Beachbody thing. So I finally tried it. And I decided to just do the business part too, because again, I just was like, let's just go for it. Something has got to change. Something has to change in my life. So I did that. And within three months, my husband literally looked at me and said, you are more like the girl I fell in love with in college than you have been in years. Yeah. So that was a long story, but it really, it started all the way back the day I feel like I graduated and through those early marriage years and baby years and took me to there. And so at three months in was when I was like, okay, prior to that, it's like, I just, we'll see if this works. It's fun. It's getting me in shape at the least, you know, that was kind of my, and at three months, I really decided I have to do this. I know there's other moms who feel the way I do. 
I know there's other moms who have lost themselves over the years. And it was such a gift to feel like I was me again. I felt like myself again. Oh my gosh. I love that story. And I love the fact that there's a difference between our identity and then who the Lord made us to be, right? And I think it can be very natural for us to let whatever it is that we're doing, whether that's being a mom or my background's in traditional business as a boutique owner. And a hundred percent, my identity was wrapped up in that. You can't imagine that the Lord could have something better for you. But then you have these passions and these seeds, these gifts that he's planted within you that it's not like you weren't using them the whole time for your good and his glory. Absolutely you were, but it wasn't until you really leaned into that and tapped into those gifts for something that has, I know, led to such a bigger impact for your life, for your family, and not just yours, but for the, the many people that you've inspired and impacted along the way. So tell me about your beach body journey, because one of the things that I know that resonated with me when I heard a little bit of your story was that once you were all in, especially three months into it, I know what that looks like where you're running, right? Literally, you're, you're, you're taking that dive into the business and you are hustling and you are getting it done and it's working and it's this adrenaline, probably like, I'm not very good at working out. So <laughs> I wouldn't really know about the fitness adrenaline thing, but I do know that that's what it's supposed to give you is that adrenaline and, and fire. But tell us what that looks like for you in your business and pace. So for me, going all in was more of a mindset than something actionable. The truth was I still had three babies, two years old and under. I didn't want to bring in help yet in terms of like full-time help or anything. I wasn't ready to send them to school. So I wasn't really able to dedicate much more time than the time I had been giving. But it was more of a mindset, a mindset of, okay, I can do this. And it was more of why not me? And just really choosing to believe that this could work for me. And then really going after all of the goals that the company sets before you. So to me, that's what going all in looked like. Another two years later, I had another baby. So I had Mm. four children, four years old and under. So again, I do feel like no matter where I was at mindset wise, I always did a good job of keeping boundaries around the time with my kids and the time with my husband. The mindset piece comes in was how stressed was I doing that though? You know, it's like I always made the time, but was I in a good place doing that? So again, I've had different amounts of time to do my business throughout my day. And that, as you know, it comes and goes with different seasons. For me, it's more been about the mindset of it and the heart Mm -hmm. of it and what my true mission and goals should be versus what the world or my company or anyone else says my goals should be. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. It reminds me so much. There's a great sermon from Andy Stanley at North Point that I listened to, I think the podcast one time, and he talked about goal setting and how he is a believer in that going for it. Because literally Hebrews 12 says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And I think you know we are called to do, as we learned this weekend, she worked his way, not things with perfection, but things with excellence and to run that race as if we're running it for the Lord. But I also know that, as you mentioned, the different seasons of your life, that that can and should be able to change in this business model. So share with us that really powerful story that you shared about feeling like the Lord was inviting you to trust him and 
changing at that pace. So I don't want to take away the beautiful words that, <laughs> that um, you mean when I went for a run. Yeah, that okay, yeah. So I think again, practically, I've always done a good job of keeping my business hours, but there wasn't always peace in my heart in my mind. I mean, maybe I was with my kids, but was I with my kids? So figuring out navigating that has always been the challenge for me. So just a few months ago, I had been reading a book called Invitation to Solitude and Silence. Mm -hmm. And I cannot remember the author right now, but it was obviously just about learning to just be still before the Lord and listen and be silent and just receive whatever he might have for you that day and show up even when it's not always going to be a mountaintop moment. So the book had challenged us that day to either go for a walk or a run without any AirPods, not even a sermon playing, like nothing, just go in silence and do your run and do your walk. So I decided I was going to do it. I had a run scheduled for the day. So I'm running and it just felt miserable. I was not happy. I was frustrated. My legs felt like they were a thousand pounds and I was like, God is not talking to me. (laughs) Very indignant, very frustrated. But about halfway through, I kind of found my rhythm a little bit and I was feeling really good. And I was like, wow, this is turning into a really good run. Like, I feel great about this. I still didn't feel like I was hearing anything from God, but that was fine because at least I was feeling good and running and had a good stride going. And then I did hear, I felt like God told me to walk. And naturally I ignored it because I felt so good. (laughs) That certainly couldn't be what he wanted me to do. I just started feeling good, you know, but just that feeling, it just persisted. And it's such a small thing. I'm like, well... If it is God, this is a really easy thing. Even though I didn't want to, I was like, okay, I'm going to walk. As soon as I slowed down and started walking, I heard him speak again. And he said, do you trust me to walk instead of run? And I don't think he was just talking about my run that day. (laughs) I, I know that it just applied to all the areas of my life, especially my business, where I felt so much pressure to be running and sprinting full force all the time because you're worried you're going to miss something. Mm -hmm. You're worried you're going to miss out on something. You're worried you're not going to be able to keep up with your peers, your coworkers. And so I knew walking was going to be, it's a trust thing. Choosing to walk in that part of my life was an act of surrender and it was an act of trust. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I cannot even tell you when you told that story and I was listening even to the replay that day. I just got down on my knees and it hit me because I feel like that was exactly the season that I'm in and in my life and in my business. And I think that's the beautiful thing about the business model of network marketing is you can take it at different paces. And we even coach on that for our team, be a walker, a jogger, and a runner at different times. So I was very inspired. I know those listening will be as well to know that, like you said, walking is an act of faith, whether that's at the beginning of your journey in business or whether that's in a season where you should be able to, again, five to seven, 10 years into your business, like you should absolutely be able to pull back on that reins. Otherwise, maybe there are some things that aren't working quite right. So one of the questions that I actually had that I would love to ask you is, do you think that you could have gotten to where you were at that point in your business without having run the race with perseverance? Meaning, because I think that a lot of times people who maybe are new in their journey, or maybe they're in that kind of tough season where it does kind of take that Oh, I don't love the word hustle, but I can't think of a better word. 
for it. So do you feel like the Lord fueled you for those seasons where you did run to allow you to get to the place where you could dial back and walk? I love that question. Again, I will say, and I am, I guess, proud of the fact, or I stand by the fact that even if I was all in, I wasn't working 40 hours a week. I talked about this on the call. I got seven, eight hours of sleep every night. I wasn't burning the candle at both ends. Like I never felt like that's where my struggle was. I was good at not taking too much time. It was more, again, my mindset and my heart. But you definitely have to have, I do think we're going to have seasons and I don't like the word either, but of hustle. But those have to be like shorter first. And then I think you have to find a maintenance season and Mm -hmm. that's where you'll live most of the time. But yeah, if you're coming up on the end of the year and you have big goals, you take three weeks and you do everything you can, right? Or I think in the beginning, hitting those company goals was an important part of my business growth. Now, those company goals, some Mm -hmm. of those goals do not align anymore with what I need or want out of my life and out of the business. But early on, the goals the company set before me really were a guidepost. It really did give me a guideline, a map to follow to how to do this business and how to be successful. And I don't think I would have had the same success if I didn't really go all in and pursue some of those goals early on. Does that answer your question? And I I think, again, you reevaluate, gosh, I reevaluate every day. (laughs) Yeah, I still do what has to be doing. Is this where I have to spend my time? But really just making sure you're not running so hard that you forget to stop and reevaluate and make sure you're still on the path you're supposed to be on. I love that. And I also love that, you know, regardless of if you're walking, jogging or running in this business, and it is a marathon, not a sprint, we all know that, but you're still going, you're still keeping active. One, my sweet grandmother that I also interviewed on the podcast, she actually just passed away this week, but she was 97 and she lived the most incredible life. And honestly, even though it wasn't COVID that killed her, it kind of was because COVID took that future and that purpose that she was looking for. And it also took her ability to get up and walk every day. She got on her treadmill every single morning, every single day and walked for, there's no telling how many years, probably 40, 30, 50, I don't know, a long, long, long time. And the minute that she stopped, that's when her body just shut down. And obviously it's all in the Lord's timing. But I think that in this business, you do, whether it's walking, jogging, you're running, you have to keep going and you have to keep, like you said, trusting in the Lord that he's going to guide that pace and guide those steps each and every day obviously, as the word says. So what does that look like for you now? And when was this, when you had this moment, when you had that run that day, when was that? Was that this summer? I know you said it was after a season of spending a summer with you focused on your family and prioritizing your home and finding joy in that. So when was that? And then what does it look like now? I have to look in my journal. I feel like it was maybe earlier this year, maybe like January or something, which is a good time to, I guess, have an aha moment like that. Yeah. But I I will say it wasn't this before and after. It has just been such a journey, you know, it's such a slow process of figuring out what does that look like? Because I agree. First of all, I still love my business and I do still think it's where I'm called. Uh That's not the question. The question, as she works his way, would say, How do I do this God's way? How do I run this race for God and not for myself? That's the battle. It's not a 
should I be doing this? It's how, how should I be doing this? So that has just been a question that I reevaluate all the time. Now I'm in another brand new season where all four kids are in school full time, my first time ever. So I am working a little more, but Mm -hmm. over the summer, I didn't. So I think, again, I think everyone in their business, I was always really good at, again, early on, all the babies, two years old and under. I don't know, in your business, we always talk about the power hour, you know, have a power hour, you just get it all done. I truly, truly did not even have an hour to put (laughs) together. It was, again, I was pumping for twins. I had a two-year-old. So I would work in just these little 15-minute increments. So what I always say that I don't feel like I do anything extraordinary in my business, but I was really good at identifying the few activities Mm. that were going to move my business forward that I could be consistent with. And I always say, you can't have 10 things. You're not going to be consistent with 10 things. It needs to be like two to four things that you can commit to doing every day. And those, again, you asked, you know, how's your journey changed? Really, again, the activities I do now versus then have not changed that much. I still do those same two to three, we call them non-negotiables that I did from day one. I still do those now. Now that my kids are in school, yeah, I have some time for some of the extra stuff. Time to maybe watch the more trainings, time to invest in my team more, come up with some good content for them, whatever it is. But over the summer, I wasn't doing that. I was just doing those few things that I knew I could get done every day. So I think every person should try to talk to your mentor and figure out like, what are those few things that you can commit to doing with consistency every day that are actually going to move your business forward? That's the problem. I see a lot of people doing things, but they're not moving the needle. You have to choose the right thing. Oh yeah, scroll on Instagram. It's not going to move your business forward. That is for sure. And I know a lot of people, they feel like they're busy. I feel like they're working hard. But when you really evaluate, evaluate your time and what you're spending time on, the things that count, the things that matter, the conversations, the connections, they take minutes. Or it might be a longer conversation. I had an amazing conversation with a friend at church. It just helped me remember that quality over quantity works every time. But then also the time that you do have to send someone that you're thinking or the Lord puts on your heart, send them just a quick message. It doesn't take much time at all. And so I think you're exactly right that this business can and should be done in a little bit of time every single day. And something else you touched on with a daily seeking wisdom from the Lord is one of my favorite verses, James 1 through 5, which says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. And I really think that that's exactly what he has done in your business because you've always trusted him, right? That he gave you this blessing of this business model. You did that and still do it, it sounds like, daily (laughs) for him to give you those actionable items, to give you those names and people that he puts on your heart and to give you the wisdom for that season. So what do you feel like is next for you? I mean, more of the same? What has the Lord put on your heart for the future? I think so. You know, again, entering this new season, I've, as I said on, on the previous call, you know, I was praying about it a lot, knowing this season was coming and want to make the most of it and want to use it to glorify God. And I still feel that way. I do feel like he's given me a little more passion back for my business than I didn't know I still had even just because again, for so long, I just felt like I was keeping my head above water with it, just doing the bare minimum I could do, not 
purposely, just that was really all I could do for so many years to keep it going and keep showing up. But now I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it so much now that I have time and it doesn't always feel so rushed and frantic. So I'm really enjoying, again, investing in my team and pouring into them, my customers, but also, again, just taking more time to do the things I haven't gotten to do in 10 years and have more lunches with friends and those connections that you talk about, not business related, of course, but those mm-hmm. things that are going to matter and taking time to rest and relax. And I didn't want to overschedule myself in this new season either. Yeah, yeah keep open space for yeah. the Lord to show up in your day. And I'm yeah. sure you have certain things, time yeah. locked and scheduled now, especially that you have the time, but I love that, that you just make time for him to show up. <laughs> yeah, I do. I love that too. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, I'm definitely going to leave the book that you talked about in the show notes. And I can't wait to read it myself because slowing down and being quiet and things like that, not <laughs> that has not been my strengths. And I do feel like that's something that the Lord is inspiring me to do. And I'm sure some of the people listening as well. So thank you for sharing that resource. And aside from She Works His Way in that book, do you have any other resources, whether it be a mentor or you mentioned a journal, things, business tools that have really impacted your alignment of your faith and your business? I would say, I was definitely would have said She Works His Way. But also, <laughs> if you're going to link another book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Kilmer mm-hmm. is the book that really, I feel like, I think I actually read it in early 2020, which is, I'm sure, not coincidental. It's one of the most impactful books I've read in the last two years, more than that, probably. So make sure you link that book. It just was so challenging in the best way and just reminded us that there's another way to live. And it's not always busy and overscheduled and hurried. Wow, I love that. I love that so much, so much. Well, Dara, I'm just so thankful to have had the opportunity to connect with you and hear just a little sneak peek of your story. But where can people go to follow you and to find out more about your family and your yeah. life and, of course, your business? I am on Instagram, of course. Everyone is. It's just at Dara Laporta, my name, I believe. I feel like I never know. Like, <laughs> like what, what is it? No, it is. It's just my name, at Dara Laporta. Okay. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, let's keep in touch. You know, we're not too far away. And I just, like I said, I felt so connected to you and to your story. And I hope that is listening. And I know that they are just as inspired by just the glimpse of what you've shared today. So thank you for taking the time. And I know the Lord's just going to continue showing up and blessing your business and allowing you to bless others through that. So thank you again. Thank you for having me. It really meant a lot to be here. Right. <laughs> I'm so grateful for your time with me today. Feel free to check out heatherkburge.com for all the scoop on all the things. Also, I've got a huge favor. If you found any value from today's episode, would you mind leaving me a quick review? Or even better, share with a friend by clicking those three little dots at the bottom of your screen. Sending you big hugs.